Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Meet the Candidates. I'm your host, John Grabowski. Join me on the show today as a candidate running for the Board of Selectmen. It's Chris Rowland. Chris, thanks for joining us. Hey, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, before we get into, you know, all the issues and why you're running, let's talk about who's Chris Rowland. Yeah, that's a great question. Who is Chris Rowland? Um, I grew up in Texas uh, when I was younger. You know, my parents moved to Texas when I was really little, and I, um, I lived and grew up in the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. Um, went to college to Texas Tech University, and then I, I'm, I have a media background and marketing background, and so in that industry, you tend to get moved around mm-hmm. because people need, need that kind of expertise. Right. And when I was younger, I was moved around. Um, ended up coming to Boston about 15 years ago to work for, in a media company in Boston, and at that time, my children were really young. We were looking for a great place to raise our children, so we were very fortunate, a realtor, um, a great local realtor, showed us Marshfield and we fell in love with the town and the house that we found. Uh, we just f- felt that it was a great fit, just felt right. So we, um, we settled down in Marshfield and it's been, it's been terrific. Now I know you and your wife are heavily involved in the community. Tell us about that. Yeah, so you know, my wife and I uh, have always had kind of an agreement that we, um, w- when we live somewhere, we t- like to invest our time and invest ourselves in that community. And you know, with, we kind of fashion ourselves as doers. Yeah. So, we started you know, asking questions. Our kids were in school, like what kinds of things could we be involved in? My wife was involved in the PTA. She also started a Girl Scout mm-hmm. troop here in Marshfield because my daughter needed to uh, have a troop to join. And um, I, um, I got to know Jim Fitzgerald and Kathy Fitzgerald pretty well. And so I, I immediately uh, got involved and volunteered for the Molly Fitzgerald Memorial Fund. And in recent years, I mean, both my children are graduates of Marshfield High School. We felt like you know the high school had done the schools have had done so much for our kids and the grad night live mm-hmm. um, event is such an amazing event for our kids to keep them safe and let them have a great time. So we've jumped in. My wife is the the communications mm-hmm. uh, chair for the grad night live, and you know I, I volunteer. I help build sets. I deal cards. It's it's a, it's a great night. Yeah. Now, I know you've also been involved with the Capital Budget Committee. Now, tell us yes. about that. Yeah, so about eight years ago, uh, Trisha Riley was a selectman, mm-hmm. and um, she lives in my neighborhood in Blackmount, and we were just talking one time at an event, and I was just, t- much like I was talking about, I was asking her, how can I get more involved? Yeah. And she said, well, you know, joining a committee would be a good way. And I really didn't know a whole lot about uh, town government at that time, but that was about eight years ago. Um, I had gone to town meeting, but you know, not really, not really been int- intimately involved in town, and um, I got, I, I, I got, um, you know, nominated to join Capital Budget Committee, joined that committee, and worked with some great uh, leaders on that committee to really learn the inside, ins and outs of our capital expenses and our capital budget. Uh, so I, I was on that committee for eight years, and then in the past three years, I was chair of that committee. Any accomplishments or anything that really stuck out for you from that time on capital budget? Well, we're sitting in one of them. Uh, yeah, you know, that's the new, true. <laughs> the new high school was something that was uh, that came down the pipe when I was um, on that committee, and we, you know, we we really took a hard look at you know what is this the right thing for Marshfield? Uh, can the old high school be repaired to a point where it can last longer? Mm-hmm. Um, fiscally, is it the right thing to do, the most responsible thing to do? And we, we ascertained, I mean, we came up with it and we recommended to town that, yeah, it was the thing, it was the right thing to do mm-hmm. for town. Uh, the timing was right, the funding source was right uh, because of a grant program, as, as you know. And um, uh, I'm pretty proud of the fact that we 
did a lot of that due diligence and we were able to get this high school built. So, so the big question, why you're here today, so why are you running for selectman? Why um, now? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you're on a committee like capital budget and you're, you're, you hit your stride on that committee and you're doing good things and you're proud of that. And, um, you know, I th I've been kicking it around a little bit with my wife and friends and close associates just asking them, you know, what could I do to take it to another level, take mm -hmm. the service, my service to another level locally for a town I truly love. And I, I really think that that's part of it, too, is you really get into politics. I think everyone or they should get into politics because they have true love for the, the people in the town mm -hmm. or the constituents they're gonna represent. And I really do have a lot of love for this town and what it's all about. I mean, I was out at the uh, St. Patrick's Day run uh, a couple weeks ago, and you just see thousands of people show up at Brant Rock on a Saturday morning. And you're just like, this is pretty awesome. It's pretty amazing that this town could come together and raise money for our schools and our students. But also it's very social and very, um, it's fun, you know, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of this town. And we have a lot of great things that, that go along with this town, but there's always room for improvement. There's always room to, to consider things that can, can make things better. And I, and, I, and I think that's really why I wanted to step up and do this. Great, so a little Civics 101 here. <laughs> uh, what's the role of the Board of Selectmen in your words? You know, it's simply put, I look at the Board of Selectmen as co-CEOs of the town. And so, you know, there's a lot of cities that have mayors and, and uh, city councilmen, and there's different forms of government, but in, in the town, open town meeting format, and with selectmen and, and advisory board, you really need, in this case, three gentlemen or, or people, I should say. Um, I mean, I would love for another yeah. uh, woman to step up and, and run. I think someone talked about that the other day, that that would be amazing, and I agree. Uh, but at this point, it would be three men, um, and, you want those three guys to, you know, not always see eye to eye, but be able to work together, reach across the aisle sometimes and, and come up with compromise and come up with the one decision and one leadership move so that we can move things forward and get things done. And I think uh, that's really what the selectmen are focused on. The big part of it, though, is the fiscal and the financial side of it and um, making sure that we're we're taking care of that. We're we're pr protecting every last dollar that we have in our in our budget, mm -hmm. and also looking for alternative ways to fund things right. so that we can fund things that need to be done, but not always go to the taxpayers' coffers and and and, and or borrow, which right. is another big issue. So, is there something that you can take from your experience on the capital budget committee and apply it to being a selectman? Yeah, well, I mean, I I think there's it's a, it's a combination of both the capital budget committee and also my experience in the private sector as a manager and as a as a leader a business leader is <clears throat> excuse me you you always have problems and you always have challenges that come right. across your desk and you know most of them are pretty legitimate there's some reason that they need to be fixed or handled but you really need to take you know that's kind of like having a goal you the goal would be to a I'll use an example build the new high school yeah. That if that's the goal, then what is the strategic plan to do that? You know, time-wise, labor-wise, funding-wise, you know, is it the right way to do it, to go about it? And then tactically, what are we going to do? And have a plan, get agreement on the plan, and then who's going to execute what and have, and have accountability and responsibility? Mm -hmm. And I think we, we kind of looked at that that way on the Capital Budget Committee. 
the members that I served with are just really great guys who also love this town. Mm -hmm. And we always looked at it as, you know, there's always going to be need, but we have to understand how to prioritize things and how to strategically plan for things. So every race has its, you know, hot button issue. Um, in your mind, what's the hot button issue for this one? Yeah, you know, the, the hot buttons kind of change depending on time of year and, and mm -hmm. as time goes on. I do think that um, a lot of the challenges and a lot of the things that I would deal with the selectmen, I'm, I'm not even aware of yet. I think right. they come down mm -hmm. the pipe. But I do, you know, there, there's some that are ongoing, much like the opioid crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that's affecting us, affecting, you know, unfortunately, the entire South Shore and South Coast and right. Cape. You know, we have to continue to diligently work with our law enforcement and our, you know, first responders to make sure that, A, we're protecting people and, and saving them. You know, opioids negatively affect so many people or take lives. So we want to make sure we're on the short term, we're keeping more lives from being lost okay. with Narcan and other things. Mm -hmm. But also the education aspect of that is so huge. You know, get, get to students earlier, get to people, make sure they really understand that, you know, taking that one pill could be the, could be the beginning of a long road of, of, right. of, of battling opioids. But on the short term, I mean, for this cycle, I would say that a lot of this capital expense right now right. is the big, big hot button. Um, you know, we've got some pretty big projects that are on the docket. They're well needed, well deserved. I, I recommend everybody in town do their due diligence and research. But you know, our police station is in, in terrible shape. Mm -hmm. The DPW barn is, I'm literally terrified to even go in that building. Um, and we need to give our guys a place right. that they can work effectively and safely. And then, you know, our seniors, I mean, we have the senior center, um, our our uh, population continues to get older and you know I'm moving down that direction too and I want to be you know when I'm ready I'm going to need a place that I can go and I see what good the senior center is doing for our senior citizens in Marshfield and I want to continue to support that so when you were describing you know the civics 101 the role of the board selectmen you said they're almost very much the co-CEOs of the town so taking that yeah. into account you know what's something that the town does well and something that it might need might want to improve on or you know look at yeah, well, right now I do think that um, the current selectmen and our um, town administrator and our treasurer collector have done an, an excellent right. job of really cleaning up finances in this mm -hmm. town. Um, sure. You know, we had some issues in the past, um, a lot of turnover in the in the treasury role. Uh, Patrick De La Russa has done a great job coming mm -hmm. in, working with Mike um, Michael Moresco, and you know, I, as someone who was on capital budget for multiple cycles of that role and that and those mm -hmm. roles um you know i really have seen um great improvement in our right. financial and our fiscal responsibility so that's been something i would say is a big highlight um one of the things we could probably be doing better is is working across you know working across different departments communicating better uh communicating the issues to our 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 residents mm -hmm. and our voters um, you know, encouraging people to come to town meeting, but make it a make it a, a forum where, you know, things get done and people feel like their their presence and their vote means something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as you know, we only have a very very small fraction of, of right. registered voters in Marshville that come to town meeting, and it literally is, you know, the the fiscal. I mean, the um, the political management part of our town. I mean, people make decisions about everything from building the school to to whether we you know, fund new fire engines and what have you. And, um, you know, you're counting on a very small 
200 people. Yeah, I mean, a very small amount of people sometimes to do that. And uh, I, really, I really wish we could do a better job of educating and encouraging people to show up for town meeting. One of the things that I think people love about Marshfield is that it, it has the best bang for the buck. You know, it's yeah. a very high quality, it's really high quality, it's a great place to live. Absolutely. Uh, how are you gonna work to make sure that remains the, that way? Well, you know, you know, Marshfield continues to grow um, as it gets more expensive to live in Boston and closer to Boston and major metro areas and people push out, it's with younger people, you know, it's very hard for young people in Boston to mm -hmm. be able to afford um, good housing and buy a house. I mean, it used to be that, you know, the rite of passage would be graduate from college, get a job, buy a house, mm -hmm. settle down, get, you know, have children, and it's not that easy anymore. So, you know, they're pushing out and, and more and more people are, are catching wind of Marshfield and how great it is. Um, you know, as we expand some of our resources, you know, 139 was, was expanded. Um, I think, A, you need to continue to be hospitable to small business and make it uh, something that, you know, mm -hmm. encouraging for them to open and do business in this town because that, um, the taxes from those businesses help offset a lot of our expenses. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we, we implemented a meals tax a few years ago mm -hmm. because we know our town swells to almost double in the summer. Mm -hmm. People are looking to eat here and, and come here and, and tourism's a big part. So we're capitalizing on that. So I think that um, that's something we can continue to do. I also think we always need to be looking for alternative ways to fund mm -hmm. uh, projects versus going into raising taxes or doing any kind mm -hmm. of you know, um, taxing, taxation on our, on our residents. Mm -hmm. um, so really protecting that. And again, just, just really looking to protect um, our residents and the tax base. We have one of the lowest tax bases in the, in right. the whole South Shore. So that's one of the reasons why people are like, oh, Marshfield, mm -hmm. you know. And we want it to be like that, but we also don't want taxes to go up because it's so competitive and so hard to find a house or a place to live in Marshfield. You mentioned small business, and that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I was Chamber of Commerce president for four years, and I do their candidates for them. So we'll be talking in a few weeks from now. Awesome. Um, Love that. So in regards to small business, how are you as a selectman going to support the small business community? You know, well, first and foremost, um, I've always been involved in the Chamber of Commerce in the towns or the cities that, that I work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been around Marshfield Chamber. I don't work in Marshfield. I work outside of Marshfield. Mm -hmm. but. I currently have worked down on the South Coast yep. and along the South Coast area, so uh, I'm, I'm an ambassador for the South Coast Chamber of Commerce. I've been involved in the Boston Chamber of Commerce, um, other cities prior to that. My wife is a small businesswoman. She's mm -hmm. an independent realtor who hangs her license in a real estate office here. Yep. Um, you know, she she's you know grinds it out every day, mm -hmm. and, you know, so we can make a living, and I do as well. Um, I really believe in shopping local and shopping small first. Mm -hmm. uh, really looking for ways to do that, <clears throat> excuse me, and support our local businesses. Um, but we have to make it, you know, we have to encourage and make it easier for people to be able to open small business mm -hmm. and really encourage entrepreneurship. Um, I think that entrepreneurship is a mentality. It's not necessarily a job. I mean, people say, I'm an entrepreneur. But really, I think you're entrepreneurial. And I think yeah. you don't have to work for yourself to be entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. You just have to believe that you're in charge of your destiny. And in America and in Marshfield, we have that opportunity. So I really believe that. And um, I would love to continue to support that kind of th uh, thought process and you know, like thinking in Marshfield. So um, if you're elected, what's the one thing you want to work on? What's the one thing that when people look at what the selectmen done, it's like, yeah, this is the thing that Chris Rowland was, on, was really dedicated to or 
You know, what I really think is, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a politician. I am now, I guess. Um, I said this the other day. Someone said, well, no, you're a politician now because I'm running for office. But I, I'm not running because I'm, I want to be in politics. I'm running because I want to put more transparency, um, more, uh, more education, communication, open the line of communication to be, you know, open between the different departments in town, uh, between the residents and the selectmen, you know, the DPW board and the selectmen, the school committee and selectmen, and all of us, you know, talk more, uh, communicate more about what we're trying to accomplish and really ask each other, how can we help each other? Right. Because hopefully we're all here to, to live in a great place and mm -hmm. give our children and our children's children a better life in Marshfield. And I know I will do my part to do that. And I hope I can encourage and, and, and advise my fellow selectmen and other committee members and board members to do that. You know, we really don't have aisles in Marshfield, but yeah. I think it's really important now than ever that people start stepping across the aisle mm -hmm. and shaking hands and doing business together. Get that. Um, this is, you kind of answered this question already, but let me ask you it. Um, sure. Former, you're a former member of the Capital Budget Committee, you're a former chair. What's your thoughts on the proposed uh, capital projects for the town buildings like the police department and the DPW barn? You know, I, I, I'm for them, mm -hmm. mainly because we really need those buildings. Now, that being said, um, we're in this we're in this place because, you know, f without pointing fingers, without anybody blaming anyone, these buildings have outlived their usefulness mm -hmm. and their safetyness. And, you know, we have to think about our guys, like our policemen and and our DPW guys. And, you know, we have to think about do, can they go to somewhere where you know the, their safety, they can do their jobs effectively and take care of our town. Um, and right now, I just don't feel that's true. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I think we really need moving forward. And, you know, we did this with the high school that if we're going to build this thing, we're going to fund it the best way we can that's gonna, that is the most appropriate, fiscally responsible way to do so. But we're going to take good care of it afterwards, and we're going to have a real plan in place to take care of it. And, you know, it's just like a brand new set of armor, you know, a brand new, you know, yeah. suit of armor. It's shiny and beautiful mm -hmm. when you get it. But after a few battles and after a few things, you have chinks in the mm -hmm. armor. And all it takes is a hundred, couple hundred chinks, and now you have a big giant gash in your mm -hmm. armor. So we don't want that. You know, and they go, oh, it's just a little chink. But eventually, it'll, it'll turn into a giant hole. So we want to make sure that we're really taking care of our buildings and, and we have a process for that. But, um, you know, I think, it's, I think it's necessary. And I look forward to rolling up my sleeves and helping make this happen. So Jim Fitzgerald has decided not to seek re-election. Um, he's actually endorsed you. Yes. Uh, just talk about what that means to you. You know, it means a lot to me. Look, Jim, Jim is, Jim's a giver. I mean, Jim's a servant to this town. Um, you know, Jim's been through a lot in his life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you rarely ever see him without a smile and mm -hmm. without asking you what can he do to help. Um, you know, we're sitting in, <laughs> we're sitting in a, a studio that Jim's company built, you yeah. know, and, and um, I've, I've, you know, obviously his company was probably paid to do that, but I've also seen him, you know, at all hours of the day building sets and things for mm -hmm. Grad Night Live with no pay. Right. I've seen him um, out, you know, at the, every Molly Walk and raising mm -hmm. money and giving out scholarships to students. And, you know, Jim's been a selectman multiple times. And each time, you know, he's been elected, he's done good things for the town. He's been our town moderator, yeah. and he always does it with a smile. And, mm -hmm. you know, Jim's a great guy, and, and um, I, it means a lot that he would put his faith in me to be a selectman. Um, I've heard, you know, that I'm the insider or I'm the chosen one because of Jim. But I will say this, I've, I've chosen to run for selectman, and I'm just happy Jim yeah. has chosen to, to believe that I could do that job. 
So, so yeah, so we're shooting this episode you now at the end of March. Is about a month or so from election day. Sure. I know you've been out campaigning. What are you hearing from people? You know, it's been it's been super positive, Jonathan. I mean, I'm out knocking on doors almost every day when the weather, mm -hmm. you know, even when the weather's not great, when it's still snow on the ground, I was out knocking right. on doors. It's the best way to meet the people and meet mm -hmm. voters. Let them know who you're all, what you're all about, and that you really will work hard for them. And and for almost. 100, almost 100 percent of people have been very positive about my message and who I am. Um, you know, I, I continue to feel encouraged about that, and um, I look forward to. You know, I've got a lot more doors to knock, so I'll, uh, I'll be coming to you, your door soon enough out there. So uh, hopefully, you'll let me in. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, if people want to find out more about you, is there a place they can go? Yeah. Well, first thing, first and foremost, I mean, you can always text or call me. Um, I've always got my trusty cell phone, just like most people. Yeah. Um, that's six one seven. 820-3961. Um, another place that you can go to is my Facebook page. Yeah. It's Chris Rowland for Marshfield Selectman. Um, I keep that updated pretty regularly on what I'm up to and what's going on with the campaign. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think those are probably the two best ways you can reach me. We try to end the show with some fun questions, just because a lot of times we talk about these really heavy, important issues. Sure. So we, so we try to make it a little light toward the end. I like fun. That's great. Uh, it's good. So. <laughs> What's something that people might not know about you? What's, what's sort of a Chris Rowland fun fact? Well, uh, one fun fact that's, that's really interesting is about five years ago, I got this crazy idea that I was going to train for four months to box in a charity boxing match in my late 40s. Never really boxed before. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> you know I, I really didn't even think about boxing in my life before. But um, there's a great organization in Boston called Haymakers for Hope. Yeah. Uh, their website is haymakersforhope.org. Yeah. So if you want to check it out, um, they they basically raise a ton of money for mm -hmm. cancer research. And you know, my dad not this is supposed to be fun, but my father unfortunately passed away from cancer when he was young. Mm -hmm. um, I've been impacted by cancer in my lives. I'm sure everyone, yeah. if you're breathing, you probably have been. Absolutely. But on the fun side, I, I got to train with George Foreman the third. There's like five Georges. Yeah. Uh, everyone says, which George is that? And it's the third. Uh, he runs some gyms in Boston. But he worked me very hard. And I worked five days a week. I was training five days a week. I got in the best shape of my life in my late 40s. And then I stepped in a ring to a fully sanctioned boxing match and, and fought. But the best part was I raised $30,000 uh, for cancer research. And it's, it changed my life. It's changed my whole perspective. That's awesome. Yeah. So, cool. so if we were to steal your phone or take your phone, uh, what music <laughs> would we find on it? Man, I, that's a great question. I have the most eclectic music uh, iPod or phone that you okay. probably, maybe not anybody's, but it's pretty, pretty eclectic. I mean, I listen to everything from classic rock. You know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, so I listen uh -huh. to that. I listen to, I miss some of that old uh, 80s and 90s music. Mm -hmm. But you also find country on there. Okay. Um, that's probably going back to my Texas roots. Yeah. But you'll, you'll find a little punk in there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've dabbled a little bit in the punk scene. Uh, when I was younger, and you know, you may find a little bluegrass, and you may even find a couple concertos in there. Um, so if I like it, I'm, uh, you know, I probably have it on my on my phone. Okay. <laughs> so. And last but certainly not least, why are you the best candidate? Yeah. So you know, that's that's a good question. I mean, best is a is a tough word. I I, I do feel like I'm the most qualified. Okay. Um, for for at this time, uh, you know, there are a lot of fiscal issues coming down the pipe. A lot of things that need to really, really be uh, looked at and have some attention from someone who's got the experience in managing P&Ls. Mm -hmm. 
Um, my time on the Capital Budget Committee gave me some really intimate insight into our town budgets as well as our capital budgets. I have a very good working relationship with all the um, town leadership, including the different department leadership, mm -hmm. you know, Chief Tavares, um, Chief Hawking, and, and Mike Moresco. I, I, can, I feel like I could call them and t have a meaningful conversation with them about things that are going on. So that being said, I really, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, I have a lot of love for this town and it's in my heart to really serve the town, but I also have the experience both in the private sector and the public to, to step in and really hit the ground running for the town of Marshfield. Great. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Well, I wish you the best of luck thank during you. the remainder of election season. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Jonathan. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And that's all the time we have for Meet the Candidates. And until next time, make it a great day.